I'm Keith Baker, creator of Eberron, and you're listening to Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. This week, Morris, Peter, and Jessica talk about the new Dungeons & Dragons playtest packet. In the news, Paizo reveals two new Pathfinder classes, a new release for Tales from the Loop, a free handout for D&D's Vandelver and Below, and more, plus a brand new sketch about protecting the city from a suspicious visitor. This week on Morse's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. Fleetway Incorporated is a reliable and speedy courier. They only employ the best ex-highwaymen and former pirates, so you know your precious cargo is in safe hands. With the region's largest stable of Pegasi, next day delivery is almost guaranteed. Extra charges apply for deliveries free of Pegasus dung. All the tabletop roleplay news. We aim to amuse and we aim to enthuse. And Morris is unofficial tabletop RPG. Hello, 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 and welcome to Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. I am Russ, aka Morris, or Morris, aka Russ, and I am melting. And with me this week is. Peter Coffey from the Southampton Guild Roleplayers. Heat just makes me stronger. Yes, as ever, I am delighted to be here. But maybe it's heat, maybe it's caffeine. Who can say? Uh, but either way, I'm here, happy and ready to go. But joining us as well, it's the evil overlady of Ian Publishing. She rules finances with an iron fist. It's the one. It's the only. It's, it's me, Jessica from Ian Publishing. Also, it's too warm. The sun is my weakness. I'm pale and ginger and not built for the sun. It is so, so, so hot. I mean, in the UK, I lived here on the assumption that it's always going to be temperate climate. It's never going to be very hot. Not going to be extremely cold. It's all like, it's all livable temperatures. And this, Mm. in recent years, this has become a lie. Yeah. Should we talk about some tabletop role-playing game news? Yeah. Russ. What news yes, from TTRPG? What news from TTRPGs? Okay, then. Let's have a look. What we got? So, we're going to talk about the playtest packet, the new D&D playtest packet, later in the show. Is our topic So, those week? who have tuned in for that, we're going to do that in the second half of the show. Mm-hmm. And we're going to dive into that in more detail. And we get, we haven't actually looked at it yet, because we're going to, we're going to do a, a live unboxing yeah. type thing. Not, <laughs> and we've, <laughs> we've, may not work, we've told see. Peter that they cannot just read it out loud, because that would be an audiobook and not a podcast. Yes. Yes. They are still I dis- assure you, the pouting, the pouting. They, is are, still they are very displeased with this, but nevertheless, <laughs> that is the situation. <laughs> yeah. So instead, let's jump into some Paizo Pathfindery stuff. <gasps> yes. Yeah, sure. Paizo has announced two brand new character classes mm-hmm. for Pathfinder Second Edition, or Pathfinder Remastered, I suppose. Now is is the is the version that's coming. Uh, yeah. It's coming out next is it year. Just branded Pathfinder Remastered, or is it Pathfinder Second Edition Remastered? What? I'm not sure how you're supposed to re- refer to it. Oh, uh, Remaster of Second Edition, shortly. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't they've know. had a anyway. clear branding on it. No, I'm not sure. I'm not one hundred percent sure. Anyway, sure. anyway, but the one that's coming, coming out next in... year in 2024, yeah. Mm. So we've got the Exemplar. Mm-hmm. So this is a charisma-based divine warrior. Yeah. They have these kind of like. Um, receptacles which are called icons with a k and they can move their divine spark between them to unlock different features that's the information so that's that one yeah yeah right. that, so that's i'm looking at the artwork as well and it looks almost a bit 
Polynesian, Maori, or something inspired. It's just a sketch, so I can't really see, but... Yeah, Yeah, maybe. I can see that. I can see that. Uh, So the other one. The other one is the Animist. So this is another divine spellcaster, but this one is Mm wisdom-based. And has, like, bonds to spirits and stuff, which share power and knowledge. Um, And in exchange for that, the Animist kind of acts as their agent in the physical world. And the artwork so on this new... one, their eyes look like they have seen things. <laughs> yes, wearing a hat with horns. But when I say a hat with horns, I'm not talking Viking. I'm talking like Antler. a kind of brimmed, brimmed. I don't know what that sort of hat is called. A brimmed, I mean, high top, high top hat. Point slightly pointy, but flat on top. High top with like antler stags coming out of the side. Oh, not, okay, not, yeah. So not. it's got a certain resemblance to a wizard's hat, say. But it's like a wizard's gloves, hat, but yeah. if it if you cut off the point, it's like if a wizard's hat met one of for those readers, for those listeners who are familiar with Big Trouble in Little China, they've got those straw hats, so it's sort of like an oh, intermediate, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, intermediate yeah, point yeah, between yeah. that. But yeah. it's also got a wide variety of designs on, and yeah. the horns which Russ is referring to, they have a certain curve to them, which, given the uh, presence of the deer shape in the background. I'm going to say, are probably like maybe a stag's uh, rack mm. of antlers. antlers. So it's sort of more of an antler rather than a horned hat. And there's very much a continuation of almost a, a Chinese, Japanese theme. There's an East Asian kind of yeah. feel to that art as well. Yeah, yeah. You, it, it looks like strips of potentially bamboo or lacodama. Uh, mm. It's hard to make out the details. But thinking full samurai, yeah. not, not quite the massive samurai, so you don't have like the full samurai hat. It's like, again, the samurai yeah. hat meets wizard hat. Yeah. But with, with horns. With, but <laughs> with antlers, rather than, yeah. like, yeah. But with antlers, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's good, it's yeah. good. And um, if anyone and wants to look... Detail. If people want to look at the images, it is on EM World, so you don't have to just go buy our word yeah. for it. Uh, but the sketches are yeah. on there, and they're just early draft oh. sketches, but they, they look Oh, cool. yeah, yeah. And that uh, another one, the exemplar, that is full Maui. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like, it's basically... He didn't have a giant fish hook, but if he did, I'd be like, yeah, okay. Seems yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, so these are in playtesting. Yes. Yeah. So playtesting awesome. until October the second. So you can wander on over to Paizo and do that. Yep. And also Demiplane, who is that that platform that does like online tools for quite yep. a lot of. You can do that over there. Well, um, they've got a character builder for it over there. Um, they put the um um two playtest classes into the character builder there, and then you can just go on playtest them and give uh, Paizo feedback and. I guess it goes through their usual survey playtesting process and then appears in a book next year. Jolly. Because apparently they've got some kind of large kind of canon event next year. I don't know what it is mm. in 2024. Canon so, has in affects the story of the world or canon has in they just got a really big boomstick. Yes. Well, it is the former. Well, I, it may include the latter as well. I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it may be a canon canon event. I don't know. Yeah, no, I think I with the the new books being launched, uh, they're doing a whole load of lore and world things that happen as well. So this mm. will be the reason these two classes are introduced to the world mm. via some story. I, I always envy yeah. people who can keep track of all those details. Uh, I I never met a plot any of my games. I just can't. I mean, like, Forgotten Realms has been rebooted like a dozen times, doesn't it? In great big cataclysmic world shaping events. I am reliably informed that that is the case. I, like, I, you know what? 
um, reading the designers Discord where they'll chat about the video games like okay this is mm. that seems very complicated they're called things like sunderings and stuff and yeah there's a second there was a second that's right I remember because there was a second and the bothering or something I don't know where they <laughs> made that one up they basically put it back together again or something like that mm. yeah that was yeah. that was a yeah. I, I don't follow lore much either because I generally I don't play that many adventure written adventure paths people are normally running their own homebrew world sort of thing so we're yeah. the table has its own lore and things like that so that's mm. more unused I think a lot of people play D&D that way as well that's I mean obviously people do play adventure paths and that's that's great when I'm play, I love starter boxes and using the adventures in there but mm. I don't know I don't like the idea of having homework for a game so the fact that I should read up about this whole world and know everything about it before I sit down to play I guess, doesn't appeal I mean, to me I, always I, get, find, I, I agree completely I always find it so much easier to remember stuff if I actually discover it in play mm. mm-hmm. I, mean, I think there's, there's also an element of you know some people feel like that's homework and that's a chore but some people find that pleasurable yeah, yeah, so yeah. you know it's different yeah, yeah. Different people like different things yeah, I'm absolutely. not I'm, I'm with you yeah. I'm not I'm not like really into that but all fine but different yeah. yeah anyway anyway, yeah. Um, that, that's Pathfinder anyway. that's the yeah. news from, from there yeah I mean um, possibly for fans who are fan- people who are fans of Pathfinder 1st edition mm-hmm. there are I, I came across the other day a sort of a Ten of a kind, which is um, oh goodness, how to express it? It's essentially it is ten Pathfinder pre-generated characters mm. uh, with different concepts for the warrior, all based on the fighter class, black knight, mm-hmm. ju- duelist, uh, and so on. Uh, it's like uh, ten different ten different characters. So that sounded, I thought that's quite nice actually. Mm. Um, so if you like, oh, I'd love to run some Pathfinder, then they've got like a levels one to six, all in one big document. Hmm. I think pre-generated characters are a really useful thing just to have as a player resource. Yes, I think. I mean, so. you, you're making you're making some, aren't you? Yeah, yes. I, yeah. I, I've got I've got a warlock and fight, fight levels two to four. It's mm. just uh, <laughs> my professional certification is uh, coming due, so that's uh, distracting me and slowing me down. Mm. But fair, fair. which which you probably won't notice, especially with some of the other stuff that I'm going to be talking about in the show. Okay. Like, I know that uh, Sarah Brayfogel has been editing a project, which is a collaboration between herself, Mike Myler, Anthony Olipio, and myself. Mm-hmm. I am struggling to remember what it's called. It's a sort of... Um, it's basically something that prop- cropped up during January uh, with all the... Well, we might need to get something out quick before Watsy destroys us all. Um, <laughs> but we decided not, death laser. <laughs> we decided not to call it that, but essentially it's a compilation of like it, it's just like a little book of various different things. It's got some it's got some heritages because you know me, I'm I'm incapable of not writing heritages. It's got like a little adventure from Mike in, it's got a bunch of magic items. It's called Motley Marvels. Okay. Um, yeah. And that will be out on Drive for RPG it has a general release. I'm told today. Oh, uh, which is Friday the 8th of September, but I do not have the link for you yet. So oh, as soon as I do, I will be sending it to various people. Sure. That's quite exciting. Excellent. We'll look out for that then. Okay. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Wizards. Wizards. Sorry. Wizards the of the coast. Of the coast, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The wizards who live on the coast mm-hmm. are releasing Fandelva and Below the Shatters Obelisk very, very, very soon. It's like next week or the week after. Oh, really yeah. soon. I can't remember when it, exactly, but it's really, really super soon. And they've released this like free handout for it. Ooh. So it's over on D&D Beyond. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically the front page of an in-game newspaper called the Fandalin Post. Yeah. 
and you're supposed to give that front page of the newspaper to your players, and that just kind of before before they start play, before they strike out for um for the, for the start of the adventure, because I think it, in, it includes Lost Minds of Fandelwa, doesn't it? And then moves on into um the Greater Adventure. So I think it's before they even head over for Lost Minds to find out. And it just kind of like, yeah, it just kind of like introduces them to what the situation is going on in kind of, you know, the region of, you know, um, it's just, it's just a one page. It's quite pretty, but it's just, it's just one page and uh, just hand it out as a kind of primer sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. That is quite cute. Yeah. I I, I like handouts. Yes. Yes. Handouts. I like things that, you know, as a player, you can, get hold of and look at mm-hmm. i really like that i have some more D news would you Is like it, it? I'll go more D yes news. i this was interesting and exciting to me uh maybe just uh hit my own personal interest but dungeons and dragons has its first canonically autistic character in the lore which I was okay. quite excited about, and I liked. Uh, I liked it because I think representation, things like that, is uh, important. This is very cool, but I've completely yeah. missed it. Uh, well, it, it uh, so it's in the deck of many things, which is coming out. Is, I think it's November. The pre-orders are coming to for a lot of people yeah. in a lot of places. Mm. Uh, and I just thought it was like an accessory box that has the deck because it comes uh, with a box set and it's got the deck of many things in it. There is a book mm. as well, um, which has. Um, like law and information but the book is written from the perspective of a character like you know kind of mm-hmm. many things are and it's written from the perspective of um a character called asteria and she is the first yep. canonically autistic character added to D. Ah. and the yes. person who a person who worked on the team who worked on this character is Mackenzie de armas and she actually is autistic mm-hmm. which is yeah. good cool other people worked in the book as well, but just she mm-hmm. she herself. And she said it was really nice because it was quite an organic approach. It, it hasn't just been put in as like a token. Because, you know, sometimes when you put in representing mm-hmm. different people, it can feel very token. And like, mm-hmm. and she clearly said she really didn't want it to just be like a little ribbon that's put under her character. Because um, mm-hmm. she says it does permeate all of her actions, but it doesn't define her. So, and she gets to express her love of other things and her interests because she kind of makes the, the book of many things um so so she's not just like i'm autistic that's my personality but the fact that she is autistic permeates her actions and the things she does in the world like it does with real people so mm. i was really excited to see that and i think that was really good and i i just think it's really good to see it in in D as well because i know a lot of people that are autistic enjoy playing D because mm. it brings structure to a social situation because sometimes socializing with a new group of people is really chaotic and stressful Yes. But if you're going to play D&D, it's kind of like, well, I know there's a structure to the socialization and it, it just feels more comfortable for a lot of people. And um, you can pretty much choose how much you want to engage. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I, I was re- that made me really happy. And I've seen a lot of people that are autistic online talking about it and saying how, oh, this is really great. I'm excited for this. Um, and so yeah I just thought it was very nice as well and I don't something I do in media is I'm constantly picking out autistic people in media I'm like that seems autistically Mm. coded (laughs) I don't know what this says about me let's not discuss it here but um, it's nice that it's canonically they've said yeah this is this is the case so it's not just something you can read into it so that was my other D&D news that was fun Hmm. excellent I also have other news that is not D&D news because as yeah, you know, I, I am. I am Although that said, there isn't that much this week, is there? But yeah, no, it's not a huge amount. But dreams and machines. Have you mm, heard of this? Nice. Yeah, yeah. We did talk Dreams-Bells. about it a few few months ago. Yeah. So it was okay. Modifius's um, upcoming big thing, and they mm-hmm. launched it at Gen Con. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I feel um, I should know this much better. <laughs> we did talk about it in the summer at some point. 
because um, they announced that it was launching song. at Gen Con. It was, yeah. it was yeah. announced, but that was around Gen Con when there's so many things said. Yeah. But they pre-orders are now open for it. And I'm quite interested in this one. So it's a science fiction. There's been mm-hmm. a war. It's like so kind of post-apocalyptic and humans are rebuilding different societies. And you have different factions doing things and it's about kind of rebuilding the world mm. up post this. And I love this concept because I love a post-apocalyptic vibe and I do like the just what do you do you're in this situation how do you exist and continue because mm. I so ex- depend on society for so many things I'm in no way practical yeah. and can't do anything so I will just die very quickly <laughs> uh, so it's interesting to see the stories of people that carry on and try and rebuild and so yeah so I'm, I'm just interested in this I assume this is 2d20 is it uh yeah Probably so it's a modifious yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of that stuff is, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've finally played 2D20. Oh, yeah, what do you think? In the form of a Star Trek. Yes. Because um, mm-hmm. um, I've been wanting to like try the system out for years, literally years, because mm-hmm. it's been around for ages now, and just never got around to it or got a chance to. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to play Star Trek for ages as well, because I love Star Trek. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, yeah, the 2D20 system, yeah, it's interesting, yeah. But, but there's a GM guide and a player's guide to it, and um, there is... I think already out there is a starter set, um, mm. and the adventure carries on from that. So I might pick up the starter mm. set of this, actually, because I do like a starter set mm. for trying out rules. And I love that the title rhymes as well. Mm-hmm. Dreams and Machines. It's nice. It flows sort nicely. Sort of. it's, yeah, it's, it's got a nice flow to it. Uh, yeah. And I do like a starter set, so I'll probably get the starter set of that, which is out as well. Mm. Speaking of yeah. starter sets, Russ. Oh. Oh. I thought you were going to talk about this week because you got the... Oh, I thought you were going to say something. Oh, okay. I'll say something. Because <laughs> you got through... Well, I'll say, I I'll I'll say it for it a, you. I didn't realise it was a question. I thought it was a prompt. It was a prompt, but you didn't pick it up. Right. And now we look right, unprofessional. Right. We, what we need is little signs oh, that we can hold up. We get prompt. That was an auditory <laughs> sign. Anyway, I will... Anyway, um, so we got the What's Old and You Starter box set, like, copy from the manufacturer to have a look at oh it looks so good it looks so good and, oh wow and we had no notes apart from the dice which we've already we're speaking to the manufacturer about now yeah. uh, it is so weird though how i don't know just like something about a box set and this is our first ever box set mm-hmm. and oh man it just feels so real and good yeah. and awesome and i don't know how i can't even describe it yeah like, I get that feeling when a book arrives, but even yeah. more so with a box set, because I guess because it's a more complex thing, Yeah. I guess. But, um, yeah, uh, it's I amazing. Mean, I know for a fact that the people at Southampton Guild of Role Players are deeply, deeply unconscious of the fact that they are getting to play a world exclusive <laughs> of these brand new adventures by, uh, like, the creators of the system. They don't care. They're just like, yeah, whatever. Um, let's play mm. some games. But they're having a good time, and isn't that important? Well, the, P- yeah. the PDFs of that What's All Disney Star set is out, so I'm sure there are people mm. in many places playing the starter set, but not the physical one. Uh, but yeah, millions, we, I'm sure. Mi- yes, millions definitely, upon millions. definitely millions, because sure that's how many people backed the the Kickstarter. Millions, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that the rest isn't running for all of them, though. So no, no, no. I, all of the millions. Yes. <laughs> I don't think like, Imagine if that was one game. One, oh, no. Oh, no. It take ages to turn to Oh, my mm. gosh. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah. Um, but another starter set of things, the Level Up Advanced 5th Edition starter set uh, box Ooh. is uh, the Kickstarter launching next week. So I'm also very excited mm. for that. So I'm very in the box set mindset. And I'm prepping two games that are from box sets at the moment as well. So Will, mm. will the adventure be available as a separate PDF? Um, but there'll be a digital version of the box yeah. set. Yeah, yeah. So you cool. can get yes, you can get it all in there. 
Yeah, no, that, that's lovely. Because there's so many people saying, oh, yeah, yeah, I've got them, I've got the books, but I haven't run it yet. I'm like, mate, it's basically 5e. You can run 5e, which you can. You can already run this Well, game. the reason why mm. I like the box set yeah, is just enjoy it more. the rule book is, yeah. what, like 60-ish pages for level up? It's around that. Jumping, it's yeah. something like that. Yeah. And it's just like, these are the bits that are different and it kind of summarises yeah. to go to. Now, obviously, it's not as much detail as the core books, yeah. but... Mm. That's really readable, and I think, and yeah. I, even though I have all the books, I want it to be a rules reference for the table, just as to yeah. quickly go like, what is this again? Oh yeah, it's this, because I know it's going to have enough there to, you know, make me remember and jog my memory oh. on it. And also, it's great mm. if you have the core books as a GM and you just want something on the table for the players, because mm. it's... Well, I, I should enjoy having you look at it to uh, see if there's anything I've missed, because, like, there is, what, over nearly 2,000 words in the core three books? Do fa- sorry, 2,000 words? 2,000 pages. Yeah, I was about to say, I was books. like, I think that's more. Yeah, 2,000 words. <laughs> no, 2,000 pages. <laughs> yes, in the core leaflet, in the core <laughs> pamphlet, there's 2,000 words. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a... And then we've got DDD, DDD on top. Woof. Yeah, but I love a starter box set, and they have box set, and they have one for Dreams and Machines, so that's probably yeah. what I'm going to pick up before committing. Box sets are just, it's just this tactile element of them that is just so good. I think it just mm. feels like a step above a book, and I don't know why, it just does. Yeah. Oh, well, I like the book as well. Mm-hmm. Here's a question that occurs to me. Would you like to hear about Space Travelers Turn Necromancers? Would you like to hear about a new superhero game using a D10 system? Yes. Or would you like to hear about a Greek micro setting? To that, I say yes. You would like to hear about all of them. Would you like those in a particular order? No, no. Uh, dealer's choice. Okay. Well, uh, let me give a shout out then to our friend Ed Jowett, who's been on the podcast several times has got the 5th anniversary edition of Era of the Empowered, which is mm-hmm. all about uh, super-powered heroes. So, yeah. Hmm. Uh, looks like a good good one. Uh, on, it's just a quickie. It's uh, just launched, but it's got, like, uh, 17 days to go. Um, yeah, so in fact, I put that... Tell you what, why don't I put that in the show notes? And then you yeah. can have a look at it. How about that sounds it? sounds perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's the 5th anniversary edition. It does super... It does super... Uh, Role playing. One thing I can say is that Ed was asking for feedback on that uh, Shades of Vengeance Discord, saying, "Can you think of any other powers?" And I was racking my brains using my entire ingenuity, mm. and um, I think we found one that he hadn't already got covered. Mm. Ed, like basically, if you can think of it, he's done it. Got it. Will, yeah. The and, ability to vomit spiders. Uh, I think that will be covered. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there we go. I could ask him if you like. <laughs> I, no, that's fine. I don't actually. I don't want that. I just. You don't want the ability to vomit spiders. Do you know? I I, I do not. Correct. Sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> it's not for me. It's like where are the spiders then? This You're keeping them. There in, are more questions know. that I don't yes. want to explore the answers for. This is what exactly. I mean. You're yeah. just opening up a esoteric. There, there's all sorts of different options you could have, which Good. again will be covered. So yeah, wonderful. Fair play to him. Nice. Okay. I have another okay. another book that's coming out uh, that I'm oh, interested yeah, in. So Free League, uh, you know, Tales Ooh. from the Loop system. So you mm-hmm. run around yeah. being kids, weird machines yeah. and woo stuff. Well, yeah. Not, not mm-hmm. to be confused with Kids on Bike, which is something completely different. Correct. Mm-hmm. Similar vibes, yeah. though, but like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, being a kid, dealing with stuff you really shouldn't be dealing with because you're far too young, but you can't tell the parents for some reason. The quintessential genetics. Right. Kids, kids, on, kids on bikes is a bit more American, sort of E.T. Spielberg yes. era, yeah. Yeah. whereas Charles and Luke is more Swedish. Yes, yes, uh, it Swedish is. with we try to do this thing and accidentally alien stuff has mm. fallen through 
whole entire bit of space and keeps appearing. Yeah. So we thought we'd go and look it. Yes. Well, I I like I like the system. I've played a lot yes. of one shots with it. I haven't done a campaign, uh, mm. but because I like it for one shots, because it's, it's it sets up really yeah. well. You can be a group of kids, it's go do a thing. Easy. Ah, Woodley, yeah, yeah. perfect. And I've always had fun yeah. when I've played them. Uh, but there Good. is an adventure book, another one they brought up, which is They Grow Up So Fast, which sounds terribly mm. creepy in the context. Brilliant, 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. And it's four adventures. They can be individually played or you can make it um, play it all together. Yeah, and it becomes, a, yeah. no, it becomes a year-long campaign they played it oh. as. So this wow. book is like a year-long wow. campaign. Um, a year-long? Yeah. So um, I'm not sure the caveat of like how often you're meant to be playing that. But I suppose if you only play twice a year, anything could be... A year long coming, but anyway, I don't think they're doing that. But yeah, so that uh, so that was interesting to me. That came out. Uh, that is available. Let me just double check. Bop, 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 bop. It's available for pre order for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh no, it's just it's available. You can just get it. PDFs okay. on Drive Through RPG and the hardcovers on Free League. Go get it. Okay. And actually, cool. it's quite a reasonable price. It's like twenty eight dollars for the book, mm. or twenty two okay. British wait, wait, pounds. Which let's bear in mind it's Free League, so it's packed. I assume. With gorgeous artwork. Oh yeah, yeah, and there's a yeah. oh, on yeah, the yeah, end we've got an article with some screenshots of the artwork. Mm. Uh, there's cool maps of the loop and mm. yeah, so yeah, it's pretty. Oh, that's a really good price actually. Mm, temptation. But yeah, so that's that's another book I wanted to tell you about. Hmm. Are you backing it live on the podcast? Oh, it's not a Kickstarter. You can just go buy it from oh, the shop. You just buy it. Just buy oh, it no, from no, the shop. So I might toddle down Strong. to my friendly local gaming store. <laughs> How quaint. Nice. Buy it from the shop. Yeah. How unusual. Do you have any no. crowdfunding news for us, though, Peter? <laughs> so if people don't uh, want to go to a shop, something so quaint, if they want to be on the cutting edge of things. Well, actually, as it happens, I don't. That Greek setting to which I would, I previously avert, alluded. That's what I'm looking mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what that is, is that's a thing that it's... I've been thinking, and uh, one of the things that I do very much, as you know, enjoy my Advanced 5th Edition. However, it's like, to create it, I need to have, like, I, I need to custom build my setting, which mm. obviously I enjoy, but you know what it takes? It takes my precious, precious time. And mm. I will say one thing, I would rather be playing than prepping. Fair. So, with that in mind, I've, I've created, uh, previously, for my Kickstarter works, I've created things to let you make your own stuff, uh, and now what I'm doing is I'm essentially creating sort of a micro setting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, I'm, I'm calling it Worlds to go. Okay. And the idea is you basically say, uh, I want to run a game, but mm-hmm. I can't be bothered sitting there just typing away. So what mm-hmm. I'll do is I'll just grab a micro setting or a bunch of them, put them together. There you go, players. Enjoy. And away you go. Mm-hmm. And obviously you can throw your own stuff in there as well. And all of it will just work. Uh, which is very much what I enjoy. Things hmm. just working, and so I can get all to play. So this one is Greek themed. Uh, I'm probably gonna call it. I don't know. Let's go the Elysians, and that will be the culture that comes with it. I've got five different heritages, which means there's probably about I don't know ten to fifteen different um, heritage gifts kicking around in that. And I'm also working with a chap called Dave Clark, who does a lot of backgrounds for first edition. But he's like, well, I can probably change these over into advanced first edition, and mm-hmm. it sounds fun. So we're working together. So there's like uh, five or so of those. So it's, and I'm also looking at getting a map, although that's going to depend, I guess, on the numbers. Currently, it's the pre-sign up that's going up, so I don't have. Oh, okay. Uh, because I, I am, I am, 
I won't be here next week. I'm going on holiday. It seemed a bad idea to start my publicity campaign. <laughs> yes. And then immediately go on holiday. Hmm. So, but I'm, I'm probably I mean, out there. not advisable. That, that seemed like the plan, but I'm really excited to get this out there because if people like it, then it will be... I, it's, it's all written, so it's just like raising funds to payday for some of the background work and paying for the layout. So Nice. Should, shouldn't be too wild for the goal. Uh, I'm very, I'm very pleased with it. All told, yeah, and Excellent. obviously the editing and proofreading. So yeah, it's just like I've got all the bits. I just need to bookify this concept so people can then take it and say, oh. and you can either. You, I realised actually, I thought you could just drag it into a campaign, but actually, you could actually just play in there, which is why I sort of want to include a map as well. Nice. Um, so yeah, it's a little idea, but together with the pre-gen characters, the idea is that you can build up and be able to start at whatever level you like and get your games going without having to pour tons of effort into your own prep work. And equally, you're not tied to tons of pre-existing lore. You have the freedom to do so. Mm -hmm. So this is the sort of thing I would like to buy. Wherever people want it, I don't know. I hope you do. I'm actually really excited about it. It should be loads of fun. Sounds good. Fantastic. You should always make the things you want to see exist in the world because... That's how it yeah, works for me. Works. And hopefully other people will be like, oh yes, we actually want to That's that. always the hope. Like that's never, you know, you, you always, well, you create a thing and you put it yeah. out there. You hope that you're not the only one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Like, like, like I say, if you've liked my previous work, I'm pretty sure you'll definitely like this. Um, so, yeah. Awesome. Hmm. Yes. Moria, 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 Moria. Yes, tell me more about Moria. The mine. Because map in as well. Oh, I that has got a map on it, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's got six days to go, and I've been oh, yes. wondering whether this, this is going to hit the million dollars or not. It's going to be close. Hmm. So it's got six days to go. It's at $900,000 at the moment. Yeah. So it's going to be close if it does. Yeah. But uh, yeah, And uh, by, by the time we record again next week, it will have done or it won't have done. So yeah. I'm just wondering whether Moria is... I kind of... I don't know. I, I thought it would, like, blast past it. Yeah. Oh, is it not doing honest, so well? but, uh, What's that? Oh, well, it's doing well. It's doing nine hundred thousand dollars. It's doing really oh, well. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> get out! Get out! <laughs> oh, I was like thinking, oh, it's languishing, like trying to fun. No, it's not struggling to fun. It's absolutely blazing away. Yes, nine hundred thousand dollars is yes, incredible. Nine hundred thousand um, dollars is a lot of money, Russ. <laughs> yes, it was just whether it was going to hit the million. It was I, the question. Won't. I don't know. Six days left. Maybe. Maybe. Nah, won't. that's going to hit a million. Yeah, Squeak, maybe. Yeah, it will squeak in. But I reckon mm. I'll do it. So. Yeah, I hope he does. I want it yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes no difference to me, I suppose. I don't know right. why I sort of like want these things to do. Either. I don't know. We like it's like an arbitrary. It's an arbitrary number. Why does it matter? But I, I, I want it to hit a million. Yeah, yeah. That's right. I want that for yeah. you as well, Russ. And I'm sure the people okay. that work there also and worked on it also what, want that want for you. A lot more than we do. Yes, yeah, yeah, for you. They're <laughs> for like, me, yes. I just yeah. hope for Russ's sake that this that we make a million. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know it'll make <laughs> yeah, him so yeah. happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, so, so what's happening with it? I mean, I know I've backed it, but I haven't really... I know Gareth Hanrahan uh, was working on various, like, little one-off adventures and so forth to mm. help explain it, yeah. I oh, mean, wow. it's just so, all about that map. That map is just gorgeous. Yeah. yeah, i got to say, the map is a large part of why I'm working it, packing yeah. it, but it does look pretty. Oh, it does look pretty. It looks amazing. Oh, yeah, that's some lovely... Sorry, mm. I'm just making all noises while I'm looking at him. It's so Lord of the yeah. Ringsy. Like yes. the layout people did such a good job yeah. with those borders as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. goodness. Yeah. Yeah. That that is a that's a pretty book. Mm. But I guess yeah, we we should expect it. It's really, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is there any more news, or are we done I feel with like the news? We're reaching. Well, there was one last bit. 
Oh, that's uh, cool. Demiplane, which we mentioned earlier, oh, yeah. which yeah. is the sort of online tool speak for various systems, yeah. um, has launched the 5e Nexus. Oh, yeah. I remember they talking about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I actually saw that earlier because I was like searching Demiplane to mm. find out whether my memory was correct. Yeah. Yes, I saw they had a 5e Nexus as well as a... Uh, yeah. So they've included yeah. Tales of the Valiant, which is Cobalt Press's 5e replacement, mm. oh, and nice. Critical Role's um, Tauderay reborn campaign setting and some stuff from Ghostfire Games is on there. And I assume the core um, open source D&D rules are on there as well, which I assume is the core of it, nice, I imagine. Nice. So yeah, the 5e Nexus is launched. Um, I think they, they said earlier the idea was they wanted to sort of like have not just the core 5 evils, but like third party stuff on there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So but I don't know much about more about it than mm-hmm. that. I'm just saying it's launched. So. But anyway, I think now we're done. I think that's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a cold night tonight, Commander. That it is, that it is. Far too cold to be standing on this wall. Aye, I'd much rather be sitting by the fire in the perturbed dragon. Me too, Private, me too. Oh, wait, what do we have here? Ahoy there! Who goes there? Oh, uh, hello! I'd appreciate it if you could open the gate for me. <laughs> Not so fast, Traveller. State your business, if you will. Oh, I'm um, I'm an explorer. I seek a warm bed and a meal for night. It is cold and I am very wary. An explorer, you say? There's not much to explore around here. I mean, there is little Botherington, but unless you want to explore old Granny Muggins' vegetable patch, it's not exactly adventure material. No matter, stout guards, for tonight all I need is sleep. How do we know you are who you say you are? As you can see. I am just a lone traveller, my friend. Are you, though? Yes. How can we be sure? Well, do you see anybody else? They might be invisible. What? Oh, no, no, no. There's nobody else here. Or, or really small. Or in disguise. I'm completely alone. No invisible people. No tiny people. Nobody in disguise. Well, what's that, then? That's my horse. Or... A bandit in disguise? Oh, for Gorin's sake, this is ridiculous. All I want is a bed for the night. <laughs> yeah, don't we all? You might be an assassin. I'm not an assassin. Or a spy. Or a wizard. Please, do I look like a wizard? I don't know. What does a wizard look like? Um, your pointy hat. Oh, yeah, but isn't that just what they want you to think? I'm not a spy, not an assassin, and definitely not a bleeding wizard. I'm just a traveller looking for a bed. What What if they're a demon? Or, or a shape-changer. Or a werewolf. Or a vampire. Or a ghost. Will you please just let me in? Touching. Yeah, I need to get upset. No need to get upset. I'm here shivering at the gates on a freezing night, and you're busy debating whether I'm a freaking werewolf. Or a vampire. Or a wizard. If I was a blinking wizard, don't you think I'd have turned you both into frogs by now? Or just teleporting myself into the nearest tavern, rather than standing talking to you two, numbnuts. Hmm, rude. I was considering it, but, you know, now I don't think we will let you in. You've got to be kidding me. Well, manners don't cost anything, do they? And you, my friend, are very much lacking in them. Oh, I've had enough of this. You let me in, or... Or what? You'll huff and you'll puff and you'll blow our house down. Oh, no, that's wolves. Oh, yeah, good, good point, Private, yeah. I'm going to give you one last chance. If you don't let me in right now, 
I'm going to put your stupid heads on spikes. Oh, now he thinks he's Vlad the Impaler. I warned you. Fine, fine. We'll let you in. Are you sure? Don't want to check if I'm a dragon in disguise or something. Are you a dragon in disguise? Malak the Maleficent here. If, like me, you're enjoying this podcast, please consider subscribing on Patreon for exclusive bonus content every week and the warm, fuzzy feeling of knowing you are helping to keep the show going. Subscribe at patreon.com slash morris. There, I said it. Can you stop staring at me like that now? The things I do. All right, all right, don't forget... Patreon.com slash Morris. Can I go now? Okay, so what we have here is the latest playtest document for the 2024 D&D 1 update. They're not calling it that anymore. Update to Dungeons & Dragons. And this is, what, the seventh playtest packet Yes. now? And this one has an update for five classes. And this one updates the Barbarian, uh, the Fighter, the Sorcerer, the uh, Warlock, and the Wizard. That so is correctly pronounced. Correct. Wizard. 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 Um, not to... You've got to elongate the R mm-hmm. as well. Arr. A bit piratey. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. With more wizardy than piratey, to yes. be honest. Yeah, yeah. So let's go through and have a look. Yeah. Should we start right. with so... the Barbarian? It's the first one in the book, so it sounds like a good one to start with. Yeah. Sounds good to me. So, um, all these classes they've put in playtests before. Yes. So these are updates yes. to, pre- to, to previous playtest documents after, like, the, the survey feedback they got. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the Barbarian. What we got in the Barbarian, then? Well, I have four key highlights I can summarise for you, and then we can talk about them in more detail. How does that sound? Okay. That sounds like a plan. So, new path of the World Tree subclass has been updated. And also update the Berserker. There's also mm-hmm. Wild Heart, which used to be known as uh, Totem Warrior, and mm-hmm. the Zealot subclasses. Mm-hmm. So they've been like tweaked. And the, the mm-hmm. Wild Heart one I also thought was fun because that's the same that it's called in Baldur's Gate 3. Which apparently isn't mm-hmm. a surprise because they helped them name it in Baldur's Gate 3 and then were like, oh, well, when we update it, we'll change it to that as well. But anyway, mm. side note. Anyway, the other so, thing. So what was it before, did you say? Sorry. Totem Warrior. Totem Warrior, gotcha, right. Okay, Which I yeah. haven't played, so I don't know much about, but I was reading through the Wild Heart and it looks cool because you and can... And then that was part of the Totem... Yes. Warrior back in... Yeah. Yes. Yeah, gotcha. uh, yeah. Re- yeah. revamping the 2014 yeah. release yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Path of the Wild Heart was formerly Path of the Totem Warrior. Mm. Brutal Critical gets damage buffs and the attack relentlessly for full is for a full round instead of just one turn. So those are the mm. four kind of things I've highlighted about in Okay, that. yeah. So the old uh, part of the wild heart thing there, then. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just looking at that. So they've got it's a, a bunch of little changes, really. So the animal speaker yeah. is yeah. what they had as the spirit speaker before. Mm-hmm. And um, the totem spirit thing that they had before, presumably because it was called Totem Warrior, um, is now called Rage of the Wilds, kind of to match the path of the wild heart name. Yeah. And there's uh, the various options in that have got a couple of changes as well. Yeah. The one I like the look of is the eagle one. 
lets you dash or disengage. And because I love playing a rogue, I'm like, mm. ooh, could I play a barbarian and secretly play it like a rogue? <laughs> <play it>, right? <laughs> <laughs> By using that was my thought. Well, but do you yeah. know, if you take the word barbarian, mm-hmm. if you rearrange the letters mm-hmm. and you add a few and you take away a few, what do you get? You get rogue. And barbecue. I'm too dyslexic to figure <laughs> out if that's true. A rogue barbecue. That's my weekend <laughs> sorted. Rogue barbecue. Love it. Mm. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, one of the things I noticed, I guess, is that Berserker, they changed quite considerably from the first handbook, and now that is extra damage mm-hmm. rather than extra attack at the cost of exhaustion. So, mm-hmm. I think I needed yeah. some changes. I think in the feedback, people were unhappy with the Berserker last time and the time before. Yeah. It wasn't... I, it was, I think it did do nice. that in the last one, didn't it? I think the main change here is uh, they've only got a little change here. I think mm-hmm. I thought they had a thing where it was like a DC DC ten Constitution saving throw or something. They have updated the Berserker low. in this. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was think... a lower chance of getting because basically got an extra attack as mm. a bonus action, which is a big deal mm-hmm. in the lower levels. Mm. But previously, you automatically gained exhaustion, which was terrible. Yeah, and then. That's been updated to, and then it was. I thought. I thought it was like a, you had to make a saving throw, and you might gain exhaustion. And I was like, you don't gain exhaustion, but you do get extra damage on your attack, mm. which is all right. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm not desperately excited about it, but mm. yeah, it's not terrible. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that was in the last one, though. Fair enough. Then um, I think the main change here is intimidating presence mm-hmm. um, was an action. Yeah. And I think from the feedback, they just reduced that down to a bonus action. I think that's the, that's the only real big change that they've made since the last playtest document on this. I'm not sure. There may be other tiny changes, but... I yeah, think a, I think it's it's been updated and tweaked instead of, you mm. know, new stuff. Like saying, the attack relentlessly is around rather than a turn. Yeah. So there's lots of tweaks and things. Which, yeah. by the sounds of it, is sounding better. And actually, the path yeah. of the Wild Heart has me interested in playing a barbarian, so... Mm. And that's, I yeah. think, well, what a class is meant to do. You're meant to look at it and go, oh, that could be interesting. And Yeah. yeah. Oh, it, here's an interesting little balancing thing. Perhaps we've had it before, or maybe I've only just noticed it. But the bear totem barbarian, mm-hmm. in your base 5e, that's always been just a bit of a no-brainer because it's a bit too good. Mm-hmm. You've got resistance to every, every when you rage, resistance to everything, yeah. all right. damages, except for psychic. It's now true, now, isn't it? Yeah, now you get to choose two which are not force or psychic. Mm. You obviously you're raging, you have slashing, bludgeoning, piercing mm. resistance, but this is like some extra ones. Mm-hmm. So that is pretty interesting. Here's a question, yeah. right? You know the resi- the barbarian resistance to yeah. slashing, bludgeoning, and piercing. Yeah, I've always felt that's too powerful. Yes, I don't. I don't like it. It's too much. I mean, it's supposed to be compensated for by the poor armor class. Because mm. scent. I mean, this is just my opinion. Obviously, mm. I don't design for five e. Uh, dabble merely for advanced position, but um, like the essence of being a good tank. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you've heard that phrase, is you're supposed to be able to take hits and be able to attract hits. Mm. The two of them are inextricably entwined mm. to the tank function. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, this means that hit points are a major resource for barbarians to manage, in the same way spells like Sarf and mm-hmm. Wizards. Yeah. And so they need to be able to attract hits, which is why they have things like Reckless Attack. Mm. Because they give people advantage to attack them. And generally, if you're a barbarian raging, you are doing some serious damage, and people would like to take notice of that mm-hmm. and yeah. stop you from doing that. But you're resisting them. So, mm. yeah, mm. It's, it's, it's interesting. But it does need to be balanced with low armor class, 
Otherwise, you just have a better fighter. Mm, I still feel it's a bit bit too much, but, you know. I, I, guess I, it, I don't disagree. It's, it's been around for years now, and it's, it's, it's still uh, not it's changed. So I guess other yeah. people don't feel that, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, um, I, it does mean that your fighter makes a less good tank, because mm, they're reliant purely on armor class. Mm, so things that do saving throws are more problematic. Mm, whereas a barbarian has its tanking at the hit point stage, mm, well, you can get through it. Right, oh, or you can use different damage types as well. I, no, I, was, yeah. I was just saying, speaking of the Barbarian just being a better fighter, should we talk about the fighter oh. class next? Uh, well, there was the uh, uh, new um, subclass for the Barbarian, the Path of the World Tree. The Path of the World Tree. I am intrigued. Oh, just there. Yeah, let's talk about that first then. I was trying to do a cool segue. Yeah, so it was a cool segue. I did like it. I do not how, know how you say this word because it begins with Y-G-G-D. Yggdrasil. I've always said Yggdrasil. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. What did you say, Jessica? I said Yggdrasil. Oh, Yggdrasil. Oh, I've said Yggdrasil. Well, we'll go with that. Anyway, no. so the, the old the old world tree, and yeah. um, the in this one, the, the the barbarian's rage is kind of linked to to, to the tree, yeah. um, and this tree kind of sort of grows through all of the different planes, doesn't it, or, or something like that? Yeah. It sort of like has like branches that go through all the different planes and kind of links them in some way. Oh, that's interesting. And it's first, it's it's a sort of the subclass. Because they're moving at the subclass level, is it grants hit points to people with intense temporary hit points? So it does. Yeah, yeah. One, a... one one creature, um, and D six is equal to your rage damage bonus, which will be like plus two for the first mm. four or five levels. Mm. Ah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, fair so enough. Two D six temporary hit points. Yeah, it seems a bit of a yeah. So also then the next thing up, um, a creature yeah. ends its turn within twenty feet. You can use your yeah. reaction. And you can make spectral branches of the will tree grow around it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, so what's that? That looks like... And then they get teleported. <laughs> or, or be teleported. <laughs> just yeet them out of there. Within five feet of yourself. Mm. Oh, so you can basically just, like, put them on, like, a little uh, snakes on the ladder slides and, like, oh! Sort of, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like the will tree kind of, like, branches grab it and teleport it. It's weird. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. And you can choose to fail a save. So I guess that's a way to... Get the old squishies mm. uh, behind your tanky barbarian, or suck in the enemies who are into well, your. It does, no, well, it does no damage, so you know. Yeah, yeah. So you can use it to teleport an ally, or or a, or a yeah. bad guy. Yeah. Just yeet the bad guy off a cliff, maybe. Or, or potentially mm. you could, yeah, just stand on like a little hopscotch or uh, like a little stepping stone of lava, and uh, summon enemies who stand in the lava around you, mm. which I'm sure those, which would technically support them. Yeah. Or, and this is always a favourite, you can, like, use... Because traditionally, what happens is the Barbarian Winds Initiative rushes in, mm. and then it was just like, well, I could not drop a fireball on them. <laughs> and then drops a fireball on them. But it, it's always that, that conversation where the wizard goes to the, pl- uh, the Barbarian's player saying, do you mind if I drop a fireball over? And the Barbarian's player always goes, yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it, just drop the fireball. But what's a fireball between friends, you know? Mm. Yeah, because I have the hit points, so yes. I can take it. Yeah. Uh, and this way, it means you can be even more effective, again, using that tanking of drawing in fire and also surviving. And you could also rage Just and choose fire resistance as one of your things as well. Because one of the two Unless that you that could. would be Totem of the Bear. Yes, if you're doing that. Next. Yeah. Which yeah. would sadly be incompatible with the path, to- the uh, wall tree. Oh, Oh yeah, that's oh, true. Different different well, classes. Well, the other the other um, thing that the world tree thing does is you can. But if you had barbarian mates, you could totally do that. Yeah. <laughs> that would be extra fun. Mm-hmm. You can, you can, you can get world tree tendrils, which increase your reach with your weapons by ten feet. 
I mean, this is getting up into level 10, so effectively, mm. yeah. a lot of people will, will never see this. But yes, that does look good. At level 14, you can use trees to teleport. I mean, I have to say, a 20-foot like reach with a halberd does seem it's big, quite it? good. It turns it into a ranged weapon, basically, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much. You, you, you're definitely on par with throwing weapons at this mm. point. Mm-hmm. And you can activate the push or topple. Mm. Push or topple properties. Yes. So, yeah. I gotta say that makes picking up a feat like Polar Master look exceedingly good. Mm. Okay, well that was the barbarian. Yes. Should we look at the fighter. Let's look at the fighter. The figure. The figure with its new brawler subclass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think this was yeah. a shift at making improvised weapons and making their weapon mastery feel better than everyone else's. Because some people fed back, mm. they're meant to be the person that's good at this, and they the last version yeah. they didn't feel like the standout person that's really mm. good at using weapons and stuff. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've got all the, uh, yeah, this weapon mastery stuff is. I mean, they've kept the weapon mastery pretty much as it was, haven't they? They haven't mm-hmm. changed it that much. There might be some small tweaks, but generally speaking, I think it. Didn't that survey say that it got really, really high results? I think in the people feedback? liked the concept of yeah. weapon mastery, but found it quite divisive in practice mm-hmm. right. as to the details. Right. So, okay. so it's a good idea, which is, of course, why I did that free product for advanced physician people, because I can, because it's really easy designing stuff in advanced physician. And I thoroughly recommend everyone should have a go at it because, like, guys, it's so much fun. Um, yeah, uh, you remember earlier I alluded to having extra hit points being a resource to manage? Mm-hmm. You'll notice that they have second wind, two uses for mm. the, like, the sort of the tr- levels one to three. Mm. Tactical so mind and that, tactical shift. Yes, yes. Uh, second wind is the thing that gives you back hit points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and also. Restores the usage on a short rest as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, because that's always been like very much a fighter thing, and certainly something in Baldur's Gate Three I've been enjoying, which is like, oh, yes. uh, you've used a bunch of stuff by Battlemaster, Gith Yankee. Yes. So yeah, I mean, signature things that you get with a fighter are stuff like the fighting style, the second wind. They've got the weapon mastery, and you have up to three choices now, which is yeah, mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, I do have conceptual difficulty with. I can only remember three techniques, especially because you can change them per long rest. Mm. It's like, but yeah, you don't really get. There's not really that much choice with weapons, so why would you? Why would you bother changing them up that much? Mm. Uh, but yeah, I think the extra second wins are nice because it means that the fighter is now competitive as a tank with the barbarian. Mm. Whereas previously, you're like, well, I guess my choices are build damage mm. because yeah. I can't compete. I have a mm. question. Um, it says question. Ba- battle master. Uh, its manoeuvres yeah. have been updated. What mm-hmm. word on the manoeuvres there? Well, okay. Manoeuvre updates. So um, they've added uh, Tasha's Cauldron of Everything stuff, like Ambush okay. and Bait and Switch, and Commanding Presence. Mm-hmm. They've made little tiny thing changes, like your bonus action isn't now used for Commander's Strike. And, and there's little tweaks, basically. Okay. So evasive footwork now lasts until the end of your turn, that sort of thing. Parry now lets you add your Strength or Dexterity modifier. Oh, okay. Yeah, various bits and pieces. Oh, here's a little bit that may be relevant to what they're planning for monsters. Mm. Uh, I have noted that they have tactical assessment, which is when you make an intelligence history or investigation check, or a wisdom insight check, you can expend one superiority die and add that die to the ability check. Mm. It's a tactical thing again, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, uh, but it's like it's going to be a similar way to, say, maybe we know more about monsters. Mm. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, what else we got? We also got the new brawler subclass for the fighter there. Yep. Um, well, basically, there'll be support for doing some mm. monsters. 
Well, that's making improvised yeah. weapons a bit more exciting. Yeah, yeah. so Brawler is unarmed yeah. and improvised weapons. And they do make a note there that um, in the new GMG, Dungeon yeah. Master's Guide, there's going to be new magic items which work with, um, like, unarmed fighting yeah. and, um, and improvised weapons. Okay, yeah, cool. Because previously you are just like, uh, I guess you get some fists, yeah. perhaps, or some knuckle dusters. Yeah, so what we got? So yeah. for the brawler, their um, unarmed damage is 1d6 plus strength mod. Mm-hmm. And if you aren't holding any weapons or a shield, it becomes a d8. Ooh. Well, I mean, that is... Uh, a little less mechanically potent, if I recall correctly, because someone was proposing to play, uh, I'm going to say a brute. Actually, no, I tell a lie, because that you have to specialise in an armed fighting in 5e. Oh, okay, it's the same in the unarmed fighting style in level up is the same. It's a 1d6 plus strength mod or 1d8 plus strength mod. Okay. Although, if you start your turn grappling a creature, you may deal with your basic. Melee damage to any creature at grappling, which sounds immensely fun. Oh, yeah. Sounds like excellent yeah. fun. Uh, what else so have we got then? You, you pro- if you're going to bring it in, just, just use the A5e tool stuff, I reckon. Because otherwise, you're probably a bit underpowered with the fighter. That's my that's my GMing advice. Uh, so also, we've got um, proficiency with improvised weapons there. And yep. whenever you finish a long rest, you can, switch, you can choose weapon properties for improvised weapons um, from the one-handed or two-handed list. Oh, like okay, or throne yeah. or reach or throne, so you, you ah. can throw improvised weapons or you can use reach yeah. or stuff like that with them. Well, no. Uh, if you see just underneath it, it's got. Oh yeah. You, oh sorry, I do. I do think you're quite right. And then it's also got like those extra properties at the very bottom. Paragraph mm. sap slow vex. Yeah. 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 This would have been really useful probably about five six years ago when somebody asked for a subclass for surfer barbarians. Hmm. Surfer so, yeah. barbarians. Surfer barbarians. Okay. So obviously, for surfer barbarians, their weapon of choice is the surfboard. So not the board wax. Not the board okay. wax, but the actual surfboard for. I don't know if I could. Don't don't hit people with surfboards. It's very bad for surfboards. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're, not, they're not that strong, are they? I wouldn't have thought. No, no, no they're fine bars. Yeah. But this this is a fancy board, so we'll just just go with it. So. Yeah, okay. The <laughs> magic so, yeah. surfboard. Yeah, so it's like just like it gave them sort of surfer bro and they were good at surfing. I can't remember the details. This was on Reddit to me. <laughs> why not? Why not? Yeah, yeah. But, but I, this would be very useful to me. <laughs> Are we? Mm. Is that everything we want to cover about the fighter then? Um, yeah, that's the thing else you wanted to mention. Not for uh, me. Because we got a they, sorcerer they, to look at. Uh, next. The level seven ability grappling expert is basically monk martial arts. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, conceptually, but, generally, like a monk or a fighter g- brawler, which would you go for? Well, it's complicated. Um, I, I mean, oh, which would I go for? I would mm. go with the adept class yeah. every time yeah. okay. because they're just better at it. If you were I playing, really like but I think this is the context. If you're but, playing but, 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 5e, about, uh, the 5e, yeah. yeah. If somebody I, I prevented you from playing yeah. Level Up Advanced with Edition, yeah. Yes. Which you, yeah, I know. You can't just answer. You can't just answer. I play a different game. Every single time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is, I mean, which may be true, uh, but for the hypothetical, it, it, it would work. We could make it work. Exactly. Uh, no, it's like I'd, I'd play a monk rather than mm. an armed fighter because I really like fighters. Mm. But for mm-hmm. me, the whole point of fighters is that they are the masters par excellence with murder cutlery. And if I'm going to go around hitting people with my fists and mm. feet and so forth, I'd rather do it properly. You know, mm. fair enough. Fair enough. 
So before we jump into the magic uses of the Sorcerer, Warlock and Wizard, as we've mm-hmm. discussed... One thing I'm glad I'll... you pronounced that correctly. Thank you. You're welcome. One thing I wanted to notice is there's an overall thing. Uh, class spell lists are back. So previously it was grouped under Arcane, Divine and Primal, but now they've gone back to class yeah. spell lists. Yeah, that yeah. got that got some really yeah negative feedback, I think, didn't it? So just when yeah. we're talking about all of these, it'll be in that context as well. So I just want to bring that over. Mm. And yeah. well, I think if people wanted that sort of divide, then they're probably playing part of the second edition already. To be honest, mm. maybe or D and D fourth edition kind of did D&D that. D and D fourth well. edition. True. True. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, people don't want that. So there we go. Um, so it's back. It's kind of back to normal, basically that bit. Yeah. Back so, to regular old class And that's for kind of yeah. all of them, so I want you to caveat that. Mm. But let's just talk about the Sorcerer, as it is correctly called. <laughs> Sorcerer? Yes. Yes, okay. All right, let's do that. I haven't I okay. haven't read this far, so now okay. I'm completely in the um, dark. Okay, so what have we got? So the main changes from the previous iterations are that... I mean, it's a lot of little things, this one. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, other than it goes back to using the Sorcerer spell list. And they also get a couple of extra spells in that list, which is Sorcerer's Burst and Arcane Eruption, which are new spells. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, the prepared spells is still very limited. Mm. Like 22 prepared spells at level 20, which means that more realistic levels play got maybe 15 by level 10. Mm. You got nine spells. Yeah, I mean, you know, Sorcerer's always have been very, yeah, compared to Wizards, yeah, have always been like that, haven't they? But you're supposed to be able to use... I mean, it depends if we've got an expanded metamagic. That's, that's what mm. I want to know. Because that, that, that really is the defining class feature. Mm-hmm. It might uh, be. Yeah. Of so, well, they're Yeah. So they're giving you two options at second level, two at 10 and two at 17, and you can change them every time you gain a level. Okay. That, 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 that does help with the classic problem with sorcerers, which have always described as playing on hard mode, mm-hmm. because you have to really dig into the spells and know the difference between them mm. in order to make sure that it actually interacts properly with your metamagic. Because mm. if you're not using metamagic with your spell list or you don't have the option, mm. you are less effective and it's yeah. less fun. And you're just basically playing a slightly subpar wizard, mm. which, which is harsh, but I think that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, okay. I mean, that, there's not a massive amount to say about the sorcerer, to be honest. No. I've not read through in detail because I've not played a sorcerer. They I mean, intimidate there's, there's me. Little, a, there's a bunch of little tweaks, but nothing nothing major, really, from the previous iteration. Uh, I will say that uh, I don't remember the previous iteration too well, but I do notice that the metamagic is all cheaper. Mm. And I really approve of that because previously it was like, well, I could choose this, but... Mm it's going to cost me more to use it than yeah. it's worth. Yeah. Yeah. Some top-line bullet points that I've seen, like the uh, yeah. what we've spoken yeah. about, it was just mm-hmm. that it said about Sorcerer's Restoration is available at 5th level and scales with your Sorcerer level. So I thought that was mm-hmm. the interesting bit there. One thing I noted. I haven't read through it in detail, so I'm just looking at the top-line uh, things. Yeah, yeah. So Sorcerer's Restoration, mm-hmm. uh, that's why we're reading through it together, so mm-hmm. you don't have to know everything. Uh, when you roll initiative or finish your sort, short rest and have no Sorcery points remaining... You regain a number of those points equal mm. to your sorcerer level divided by five. Yeah. Oh, more maths. So, yeah, you gain at least one sorcery point. Yeah. yeah. You, get that, between, you get between one and four sorcery points, mm-hmm. depending on yeah. your level. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, but, but this is like the sorcerer's rest, restoration. So mm. when yeah. you roll it, or when you finish short rest or whatever, you regain a, a sorcery point, which means you can still use the defining yeah. features of your class. Yeah. Or, right, or when you roll initiative, so when a combat starts as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, so if you've got, so if you've got nothing, what you're going to do is keep starting fights with your friends. 
Well, well initially, that, if you some sorcery points. Yes, I, I understand that. That's why it says when you have no sorcery points remaining. Uh, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. It wouldn't work. My plan has been foiled. Ah, uh, it's like they knew players like yes, you existed. Reading uh, the rules. Damn it. <laughs> They're like, some yeah, awkward like, person is going to do this, so we need to make the rules around that. that. That is like 90% of how I, of like how I finalise my game design and when I'm doing the editing. Mm. I think, what would Russ do? What would what would Nick, Russ's friend, do? What would Johnny do? And then I try. And, I, I'm, I'm obviously not on that same level as Sneaky, but I do try and look for ways to abuse the rules. Well, I wouldn't do that because I. That's definitely. Yeah, I'm not a detailed rules lawyer type because I just never make no. that much effort. Yeah, you're um, more of a force of element uh, chaos when you're playing games. I. I, I don't I think that. I don't know that that's entirely true. Okay. <laughs> That's how Peter's feels, and Peter's feelings are valid. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I've not run a game for us, so I cannot comment. I mean, i got to say, Twin Spell, uh, for one sorcery point, I'm like, yeah, that is full on chess kiss. I do love that. Mm. I am like, like, you know, I, I'm obviously very keen on the flip, but on the other hand, if the base game thinks that these are that these cost too much, then who likes to scream Wizards of the Coast? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and and and, and the uh, large numbers of people who took the survey. Exactly, the wisdom of crowds. Hmm. And crowds are always very wise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're, they're generally able to guess numbers of jelly beans very accurately, and that is important. Yeah. I can guess numbers of jelly beans very accurately as long as it's three or less. Yeah. Ah, oh, that's disappointing. They've got they've got the wild magic sorcerer out as well. Sorry, just going back to the subclasses. Hmm. They've got draconic sorcerer. That's the like. Very much the default sorcerer in many ways, to my mm-hmm. mind, because it's the one in the SRD. Mm-hmm. It's the one in the player's handbook. And it's good. I see. Yeah, yeah. My quibble, like solo with the draconic sorcerer, is that at level six, they gain elemental affinity, mm-hmm. where they get to choose, like, uh, what you might call, quote, an elemental damage type mm-hmm. acid, cold, fire, lightning, or poison. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know it's more than four elements. Shush. <laughs> and you get resistance to that damage type. Is poison an element? Earth-related. Hmm. I've okay. generally seen it. Uh, although water would make also sense to me, but anyway, they use... Acid element of poison, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but, uh, uh, they use poison and bludgeoning for Earth-type damage. Mm. All right, so you gain resistance to that damage type, and also you gain a damage boost to your spells, mm. which I think is kind of good. Um, I, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed that. But if you play, like, say, Acid, you're actually really starved for Acid-type spells. Mm. So, um, yeah. Okay. okay, next we have the Warlock. Yes. Top line hmm. news, Pact Magic is back. They brought back Pact Magic. Did that go away then? It did. Everyone threw tomatoes at Wizards of the Coast for that. Okay. I, I, I mean, Warlock is definitely one of their better pieces of design. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot to like about Warlocks. Mm-hmm. Mm. There's so much customization. Mm-hmm. Probably the worst thing about warlocks is trying to play a blade packed warlock mm-hmm. because in the player's handbook you would maybe rock an armor class of fourteen if you weren't multiclassing. D mm-hmm. eight hit points. You're supposed to be stood in the front line mm-hmm. and using lot strength or dexterity to hit things. Yeah. Plus you're supposed to have charisma. What you think? So you need strength or dexterity and con and mm-hmm. charisma. Mm. That is wildly multi-attribute dependent 
very mm. hard to get it done properly mm. and could mean that if the goblin looked at you funny, you'd explode, mm. which is generally not what you want when you're trying to envisage your, aha, I use, I blast with spells and hit with my sword at the same time, like Quill from um, uh, Baldur's Gate 3. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. I mean, although I've never seen him, it's like, as soon as it's like you get a couple of invocations, like, yeah, I could hit with my sword, I could just Eldritch Blast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like. <laughs> yeah, 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 so, yeah. So, so what else have we got? We've got a, a new feature called Magical Cunning, which lets them, it's at second level, and they can uh, gain some spell slots back. Allows a warlock to spend one minute each day uh, conducting an esoteric rite to regain half their packed mm. magic spell slots. Nice. Sorry, okay. I'm, pretty, I'm putting this weird face. Mm. Yeah, though pack magic still works the same way. Okay, so yeah. So the whole warlock shtick, right, mm-hmm. is you regain your spell slots on a short rest. Mm-hmm. But and they put in this extra thing where you spend a minute and you regain your spell slots. But yeah, mm-hmm. but that means so you don't need to do a short rest to get your spell slots back. Yeah, because a minute is not a short rest. It is. No, one would define it as a breather. It's a tenth of a short rest. A minute is a breather. Ah, uh, yeah, dear me. No, okay, it's not yeah, short no, short rest isn't ten minutes. Is it? It's an hour, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. An, hour, yeah. an hour. It's a sixtieth of a short rest. Yeah. 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 Um, so what else, what else have we got? We've got some things like a beat being moved about. Um, so like Eldritch Invocations has moved to level one, and then Contact Patrons moved to level nine. Eldritch Master's gone back to level 20. So things are just like moved about mm-hmm. in, the, in, in the list, yeah. but otherwise remained fairly similar. And Patron spells are always prepared. That is ah, very, okay. That's good. That's yeah. a, that is super good. Mm. Because previously, well, well, basically a lot of people, because of the... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just wheezing in horror. <laughs> um, so, so for a lot of classes, like say clerics, mm. when they have some extra spells, like yeah, their domain spells, those always count as prepared for them, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. So the warlocks, these were some extra spells that they could get, but they would have to choose them, and it counted against the spells that they could know. Mm. So that was a problem because they're not spells prepared casters; they're spells known spell casters. Mm. If you follow, so. But because the layout was identical, yeah. many people, including myself, would look at it and think, oh, yeah, yeah, so Warlocks get all these extra spells. But that wasn't the rules has written, technically. It just mm. looked like that due to the layout. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so, but, but also, it was really... But a co- very common house rule then became, oh, yeah, of course they get these uh, extra spells because otherwise, what's the point of having a patron? Yeah. Exactly. Patron? And I, I think, yeah. yeah, I think the idea is making that patron a meaningful choice. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. a whole lot of changes to the Eldritch Invocations. There's a lot of changes to those. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a big old list of changes there. Yeah. Really. yeah. Um, a bunch of stuff from Tashes has been included. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay, find something. Okay. Yeah. Um, Devil's Sight now works in dim light as well as in darkness. So, Devil's Sight is it's an Eldritch Invocation. It mm-hmm. lets you see for 120 feet in pitch black mm-hmm. as though it was in bright light. Which is... But not in dim light. <laughs> oh, it wasn't in dim light. Yeah. It wasn't in so someone turned the lights out so I can see better. Yeah. Well, I can understand that. It's kind of like yeah. if you use uh, night vision goggles. If, if, it's a bit, if it's dim light, the night vision goggles don't work as well, in fairness. Uh, sure, but yeah. this is like... But I'm not arguing for it. I was just trying to find... No, no, so, yeah, it now, I so it does work in dim light. Yeah. It's, it's like, and, and differences for that would be you'd be at disadvantage on perception checks. Mm. Yeah. So... You could have mm-hmm. like it's a full of dim light, and even though you can see perfectly in pitch black, mm-hmm. you are at disadvantage to see someone just because the lights are on dim as opposed mm. to off. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. I've just seen yeah. a thing on the summary that looks fun as well because I like. What's that? 
always trying to make your character a bit more like a rogue. Uh, so making a warlock mm-hmm. a bit more like a rogue, jumping around the battlefield, not by using like disengage, but by using misty step. Uh, so yep. you can uh, use it as a bonus action uh, with the archfey patron. You can always use misty step as a bonus yeah, action. Yeah, but they allow they allow you to cast it a number of times equal to your charisma modifier per long rest. Oh, nice! That that's so that's you can jump. Good. So not just one jump, but just like ping, 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 ping everywhere. Yeah, mm. uh, being annoying. That, that does sound like some uh, as, the, as we say in the trade, fey bullshit, right there. Yeah, exactly. Um, so so that looked fun. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Other, I saw something that was interesting again. Oh yeah, so they 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 done things like uh, there's fiendish figure because mm-hmm. a spell called false life. Mm-hmm. Which you will never cast because mm-hmm. false life gives you like D four plus your charisma modifier hit points yeah. as temporary hit points, yeah. which yeah is alright. Yeah, but it's a D four roll. So what's your what? So it's not that great. But now they max but, it. Don't I they? have used that in desperation. And now they max it because essentially what you had was you had a bunch of annoying players like me who were like, well, I can cast it at will, right? Mm. So I can just keep casting it until I get the maximum number of hit points, mm. right? And it was like, just take the maximum of hit points. So I was like, thank yeah. you very much. So it's, so it's four plus uh, charisma, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Charisma modifier, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, as, I, as, as I recall. Mm. Like, but yeah, something like that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's, no, it's four, it's like plus four or something like that. I'm sorry, I'd have to check the actual spell. But it's basically, yeah. it takes out the variable part of it. Okay, yeah. I'm just looking at it now. Yeah, you instead get the maximum number of temporary hit points. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, D4 so, plus four. Yeah. Yeah. And you can, yeah, oh. mm. it, it, it's okay. It, I, I, it's it's a very thematically pleasant spell. Mm. Do do any of the patrons? So the archway patron that you the, they've uh, updated around. them all, yeah. but they haven't made massive changes. I just noticed that in the archway for jumping around with misty step, which I find fun. Mm. Yeah. Oh, a big one for all you fiend locks out there. Darkhorn's blessing now works when someone else reduces an enemy within ten feet of you to zero hit points. Um, so for those of you who've been playing with Will and Baldur's he's a fiend patron, uh, mm-hmm. spoilers. And um, whenever he finishes off an enemy, he gains uh, what's it like temporary hit points equal to his charisma modifier and his level, mm. which is quite nice. Gotta say, quite nice. Um, but now it's like whenever someone else does it, that's mm. like that could sweet. reduce party angst. That yes, I would be very annoyed if someone finished off Gara's. I wouldn't be very annoyed. I'd be like, "Well, the enemies are dead. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. still here. Let's go." But yeah, but mm. it could it could make a difficulty. Yeah, uh, for some you people, can, especially yeah. if, especially if you miss your roll on your eldritch blocks, then you're sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it's the ten feet though, so that does seem to be like a big boost for uh, blade blocks. Yeah, but, you know, fiend and blade block is looking pretty pretty doable actually. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, not still not the best, but yeah, you could be in there. Yeah, mm. I like it. Nice. Okay. What about the great old one? Uh, yeah, I was just looking at the great old one there. Oh, sounds terrifying. So uh, they've got yeah, yeah. a couple of new features in there. They've got Eldritch Hex and Psychic Spells, which are new yeah. new features. Eldritch Hex is just like, you always have Hex prepared. You always have Hex prepared, yeah. Are they prepared spell casters now? Yeah, that's a hand. Sorry, if I admit, yeah, Warlock's always been spells known. But it said, change your prepared spells. Mm. Okay. Yeah, spells prepared. Yeah, but... It's like they're in the they, uh, table, spells prepared column. Yeah, so they've always been spells known casters before. So that is a good change. Yeah. Ah, maybe it was uh, already there, I just missed it. But you're right, spells prepared. Mm. Yeah. Ah. Okay. Very. Oh, we've, got, 
explains it, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're running short of time, so let's move on to the wizard. Yes, the last yeah, thing we will be we discussing can... today. Yes, the wizard. I and like wizards. I'm a fan of wizards. I think Gandalf is actually a sorcerer rather than a wizard. Wizard. You've the conjurer of cheap tricks. Yes. Yeah, you know me. There's a lot of people that say he's a paladin, so... Uh, I mean, he did He did have a certain direct approach to problem solving. Uses, uses, Smite it with glam drink. Uses a sword <laughs> a lot more than spells, yeah. Pretty much. It's like spells are a lot of effort, yeah. Mm. Whereas swords... You don't run out of sword slots as well. Yeah. Sword slots. <laughs> yeah. Okay, where are we? So... Swords, you make sword slots in the enemy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what swords for, yeah. Grim. Right, anyway, wait. Wizard, 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 wizard. What have we got? So, you can change a cantrip out with each long rest. Yeah, great. Mm. I mean, uh, if you find yourself with something and it just doesn't work the way you thought it would, then mm. that's useful, I guess. Yeah. I'm not seeing massive changes on this, actually, on the wizard. They've taken out yeah. create and modify spells options. Oh, okay. Because yeah. um, they said they, they received a mixed response, so they're going on the shelf. So I think that's not a gone forever idea, but for now... That's interesting. Yeah, I definitely saw quite a lot of people really liked that. Well, that's why they say mixed response. Some people really liked it, other people really didn't. Mm. I think it has to be done in a way so it's not completely overpowered, though. Because if maybe we would like the idea of it rather than the actual implementation. I think, or something. yeah, yeah, because the idea sounds cool. It's like, yeah, tweaking craft your own spells. It's like, yes, mm. sounds good, but in practice, because there's so much there, how does that yeah. actually? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. But um, so they they've said we're putting it back on the shelf. Mm. So that for me that seems so like by on, by on the sh- by on the shelf. Does that mean to look at later, or does that mean Save getting rid of? It for- is it in the bin? A supplement, I suspect. Mm. Like, cause it, yeah. it's a nice idea, mm. but I don't think they'd hit it right. Mm. And making it a class feature, class feature solely for wizards means that the most powerful class mm. in D&D gets a boost. Mm. And I, I'm no big expert on balance, but I think maybe you shouldn't boost the most powerful class. Maybe you should look at some of the weaker classes. Mm. Boost them. That's a radical idea, I Peter, mean, but- and I, I think it's unfounded. I know, I know, wild as well. Mm. Sounds like a socialist there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Um. Well, this is I think, how I talk to Marx, is there? Ugh. <laughs> anyway, back to the wizard. Mm. Wizard. So what else have we got? We've got the uh, some subclasses updated. Mm-hmm. Abjura, Diviner, Evocat. They do say they're quite minor uh, updates, in fairness. So yeah, none of them this, look... uh, the wizard's very minor updates, really. Oh, um, they've changed Counterspell. Ooh, tell really? me about that. Right, so character spell. Previously, it was like, you try and cast a spell? And they didn't. Mm-mm. But that was up to, like, a certain level. And then there was, like, you had to do arcana rolls and see if those worked, if it was mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, depending on which slot you cast. So if you cast a ninth level counter spell, you won in the world. Mm-hmm. But now, you attempt to interrupt a creature, they make a con saving throw. Mm-hmm. On a failed save, the spell and the action bonus action or reaction used to cast it is wasted, but the spell slot is not expended. Okay. So that is interesting. Yeah. I suppose one of those things that hardly ever happens in my experience in games. <laughs> I've s- we play very different games, Russ. We play very I've seen it games. used once and it did save us from a TPK, so it was mm-hmm. perfectly done. But it's not often used, but yeah, the one time I saw it used in my party... 
Mm. I, I, I've seen it used like a ton of times. I've seen counter spell battles, and some people will hate those. Mm. I think they're quite fun. Yeah. But, yeah, I find counter spells just kind of one of those things that doesn't add something to the game. It takes something away, though. It's kind of like you're not doing something; you're just stopping something happening. Yeah, but sometimes that matters. Everyone's a big fan of counter spell until counter spell yeah. healing word. Yeah, counter spelling healing word is a very mean thing to do. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it is. Very, it, I've never done it myself. I'm like, oh no. Yeah. I just don't think that evilly. I'm like, oh yes, I could do. Oh no. Peter, no. why are you mm. lying so cool. on the podcast, pretending like you're a good person? We all know. <laughs> Anything so mean? No, no, no. I'm saying I wouldn't think of it, but now that I'm aware of it, I'm like, oh, oh I so you're just that. saying you're not smart. You're like, I'm not an evil yeah. genius. I am just evil. Yeah. <laughs> Please give I, me I, your I'm genius. Evil research. Okay, got it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm an aspiring. Evil yeah. I'm an aspiring evil. An evil apprentice. Sorry, okay. Yeah. Now yeah. I. Okay, yeah. carry on. Your credibility is restored. Carry on. Carry on. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, that's that's interesting. Constitution saving throw, presumably versus your spell save DC. Mm. Ah, that is interesting. I don't have a lot more to say yeah. on the wizard though. I just wanted to. I noticed that the modifying no, create spells is gone. To glance very quickly at the subclasses, um, uh, Abjura, nothing super exciting there. Diviner, nothing super exciting. Evoker, um. It's like moving some things about to different levels and like adding a couple of yeah. extra spells here and there. Yeah, it's nothing super exciting about those. They're just uh, they're just minor tweaks, yeah. minor tweaks. Like you know. So, what are your overall thoughts on this playtest packet then? Yeah, it's all right. Well, it's not a massive difference from previous ones. It is tweaky. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of little tweaks. There's no not many massive tweaks. If you know, what I mean. feel as more time goes on as well. We're just gonna with the playtest. It's just gonna get like more and more tweaks because that's how it, that's be, how it yeah. is. We're just yeah. we're gonna get to a refining stage because it's well, this I is the seventh. gonna get to the point. Yeah, they're gonna get to the point pretty soon where they've got to start locking stuff in anyway. Mm-hmm. If they want to release these books next year. Yeah, that's true. I like that they've kept weapon mastery and weapon properties. Mm-hmm. I think that is quite good. I feel that their hands are a bit tied, unfortunately, in the amount of stuff they could do. Mm. It's it's like you know, it's a good idea. It's just like yeah, well, I think weapon mastery is a good idea. Yeah, yeah. It just like it's it just feels a bit shallow. You just you just feel it doesn't go as far as they could go with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel I feel they could do more because they've got what's it six seven properties. Like yeah, that. one two three. Uh, Four, five, six, seven. Uh, the mastery properties, yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, they got eight mastery properties mm. and like four different categories. Yeah, I think my thing with the mastery properties is they're a little bit not that interesting. Yeah, they're, like, they're, they're not kind of basic crazy. combat maneuvers, aren't they? They're like, no, no. They would be useful, but they're not, they're not exciting. Uh, like, I mean, it depends where you are, but like having the option to use them is good. Mm. But, yeah, they're just... Yeah. Don't, so don't, don't feel like they're quite there. Cleave, Graze, Nick, Push, Sap, Slow, Topple, and Vex. Is that the same list as before, or has it been really reduced? Or... Um, I can't remember what it was before. It looks or was it pretty much as up. is? Yeah. I think Topple is new. Or no. Uh, no, I remember uh, that one being in there. Yeah. I mean, again, straight out of Force Escape 3. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's just Knockdown, basically, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you know. yeah. Yeah. Uh, give, some, give someone a poke with your stuff mm. off a cliff I wonder if they've got the weapon they've probably got the weapon mastery which lets you change what weapon does what which I did quite like but it's also you know what's graze I think 
Yeah, they kept mist damage in. Mm. So, yeah, it's like you can oh. cleave enemies with a great axe, but you can't with a great sword. Mm. And it's just like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. It just feels a bit sure. Yeah. It's nice to have that. It's nice that they've got extra second wins, gives the fighter more hit points, and you're not completely reliant on short rests. Mm. They appear to be trying to move away from short rests, mm. which I can see why, because it makes it it's extremely hard to do computer games without them. But yeah, they've been moving away from it for about a year mm. now, haven't they? Yeah, like Correct. longer than that. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're like, oh yeah, we'll just do yeah. These. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of stuff which is proficiency bonus times per long rest rather than yeah. once per short rest and things yeah. like that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So they're sort of like moving to that. I think with mm. the extra second wind mm. uses, but we'll we'll see, we'll see. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, I guess they're kind of closing in now, anyway, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's it's improved. I I like more martial options because there is there is the factory main. It's linear marshals, quadratic casters, and that that is that that is the same. And mm. changing that is good because I think that is a lot of the reason why the games do tend to hit the level ten. We're struggling here mm. because you've run out of things for your fighters to do. Like I said, I I played level sixteen marshal, level fourteen quite happily. And it's mm. like, I was just like, well, I'm out. I'm running low on stuff to do. Like, so, yeah. Mm. Having extra things to do is good. Yeah. Right. And I, okay. I, I like that Warlocks were getting that, like, that little um, one-minute mm. thing to gain their pack magic yeah. stuff back because that is a very frequent complaint you see online. Warlocks saying, Warlock players saying, well, I feel rubbish because I use both my spells in a fight and the rest of the party won't take a short rest. Do you overall feel mm. the the new D and D next year is going to be an improvement on the current one? Then is that your general sense? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's it's like yep. I think they there's like a lot of things which they change which look mm. uh, a bit nicer. Yeah, like that's in terms of the class. Uh, mm. I mean, I, I'm assuming we're talking specifically in terms of classes, yeah? Well, just generally as a game, when it comes out next year, like overall, just from what you've heard about and seen in the playtest updates over the last year, do you feel it's going towards a better game? Um, hmm. uh, yeah, I think it's going to be more refined, and I think it's going to be tailored to how people play it. Hmm. I think, and I, that's slightly a, more streamlined. That's general, a different things to a, a good game, because that's, that's a really big hmm. question. But I think they are streamlining it more to how people that are playing it want to play it. Which mm. is the correct thing to do because that's how people playing it want to play it. So, mm. yeah. Okay, that's gonna be yeah. interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's not that far off now. We're yeah, getting yeah. quite close to twenty twenty four. So, know. I'm not yeah, sure how yeah. long this feedback yeah. is open for. If, if people listening have stronger opinions than we do, they can go onto the D and D Beyond and give their feedback. Mm. Yeah, but it doesn't. I can't see how long it's open for. I don't know. That's not a thing that I know. Let's have a look. It's got to. It's got to say so somewhere. Well, that's what I thought. You thought it would. I did. Yet it doesn't. And yet, say. um... Sadly, I cannot uh, give you that information. That's right. Uh, keep an eye out in the future for a survey. So they haven't actually... Yeah. So they'll let us know when the survey opens, uh, okay. I guess. How oh, long it's open for. I would imagine. All right. Right, there we go. We're done. That brings us to a wrap. Yeah. Thank you very much, mate. That's it. Apparently, I now have to read this to you. This is the official podcast of Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG news, which you can find at enworld.org. You can find show notes at morris.podbean.com or wherever you found the podcast.
If you feel like they deserve it, you can support the show on Patreon. In return, you will receive exclusive bonus content. Just go to patreon.com slash morris. If you're interested in his babbling nonsense, you can follow at Morris on the Twitter. Send your emails to morrispodcast at gmail.com. Not all of your emails, just the ones you want us to see. That's it. I'm bored now. You can go away. Shoo, off you go. Goodbye. Get out of here. But anyway, so yeah, and I know because we're saying it's warm, we're going to have listeners write in and be like, well, I come from an area of the sun where I live and it's much warmer and I'm fine. Oh, and that's yes. great that's what, for that's you because I do. bet... That's what people do about weather. Though, yeah, and I bet you and have if we said it, if we said we were cold, someone from somewhere would tell us that it's minus 12 billion degrees where they yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. Well. That's just how it works. And I feel validated that it's hot here because I have family over downstairs from the Caribbean and they have Ooh. said it's quite warm. <laughs> so I was like, it is warm, yes, thank you. That's official. Um, yeah, there we go. <laughs> so there we go, it's official. <laughs>